tip. Good afternoon. It is November 13th, 2023. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I have fantastic news. Patriots are on a bye this week. There will be no just gut-wrenching Mac Jones interception. There'll be no terrible special teams penalties down the stretch. We just, for over over a week now, we, just, we won't have to deal with it. We get like a two-week break. We can go do other things. We can watch other football. We can watch basketball, both college and uh, and NBA. It just it, it just just so many things. You just kind of forget that we're just going through just a terrible terrible season and everybody listening is going oh oh you know this is how we had to deal with things you know every other year forever and we've just been you know just on this throne just riding it out where it's just like oh yeah well we win double digits every year it's a matter of like how many double digits you know we're gonna go and okay we're gonna make it to the conference uh finals you know the you know the the, the afc championship game no problem it's just a matter of like are we gonna win this goes go to the super bowl and are we gonna win it, it like those were the questions that we we're having and now it's what it's going to happen when we play the Giants in like two weeks? <laughs> Both awful teams, and uh, we we play. It's not like the Colts are some amazing team. You know, you got Minshew Mania in there. You know, that, that's kind of fun. You know, once in a while, but it's like we we can't even put up a real effort against a, a backup. Coming into the year, we had a lot of question marks around Mac. I said he's got to make the he's got to make the jump. This has got to be the year that he does it. But, you know, the defense, defense is going to be, you know, the week where we spent a lot of money. We got a lot of guys. And for sure, we've had some injuries, but not nearly enough that we couldn't go in and completely just shut down a backup quarterback. So we basically have a home game in Germany, of which I'm reading, hearing, and just just being upset with so many rumors that we're potentially considering firing Bill Belichick. And that if he doesn't win this game in London, the rumor was they weren't going to let him back on the plane. From what I heard, that might be a little, little bit of a stretch. Either way, you're basically putting us in a situation where what's the best thing for this team at this point in the year for the long run? It's not winning games anymore. It's losing games. And you're putting us in a situation where if we lose, which is what's best for our team, we're going to lose Bill Belichick. We're going to lose again. And then it's not even that we're going to lose him. It's that we're going to trade him because it doesn't sound like he has any interest in retiring. And then we have to figure out what that, what that's going to be worth as well as You'd better get used to, if you're, if you're going to fire him, if we are going to move on from Bill Belichick, you'd better get used to seeing him in a different uniform, on a different sideline, and you better be prepared to go against this guy who now knows everything about our entire team for everything. There is no history. There is nothing else. There are no building blocks without him. You, you, we take him, the whole pyramid will fall down. Now, it hasn't been great. I agree there's improvements to be made. There's a couple different directions every team takes when they do struggle. There are the... This is our guy. We committed to this. This is our quarterback. We're going to roll with this guy. It's the chemistry, the cohesion over a couple of years that we build and build and build. Eventually, he develops into actual talent, and that, that is the direction we have chosen to go with Mac Jones. Now, the problem with this is he hasn't been getting better, and we've done nothing to really make him a whole lot better. Perhaps it's the weapons. Perhaps it's the play calling. Perhaps it's the defensive coordinator trying to run an offense for an entire season. There's a long list of mistakes, but what I would like to point out, and I, and I, I do think this is fairly true, if you were to take, say, a successful quarterback, fill in blank, name X, whatever, doesn't matter. Say he's a successful quarterback today that is more or less universally acclaimed and more or less supported as a positive, successful quarterback. If you were to put him through all the stuff that Mac Jones went, I bet he would still be a little bit better. And, and like, that's the thing. If you were good at this, it wouldn't matter all the excuses. We, we only bring those up because we want him to be good. 
and yet we don't actually have any evidence of him ever actually being that good. It's in glimpses here and there. What is so heartbreaking is, like I, I say it every week, it's like, how can he be so good to get into the red zone and then so bad at being in the red zone? Like it, it's There's a success of, of, of working in like the 50-yard line to like the 30-yard line, and the 30-yard line to the goal line is is impossible. It, it's, it's a different field. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm ready to move on. I'm, it's, it's a zappy anyone did, doesn't did, matter did, right did you see do you see what zappy did once he got in there i'm ready to move on are you not ready to move on i you say what you want about zappy are you ready to move on from mac jones w- what does it matter it matters a little bit because i think we can start trying something else versus we keep trying this that doesn't work there's nothing that he can show to me at this point that's going to make me a believer he's going to fall back to these bad habits that he keeps falling back on I mean, he basically handed the ball off to Zappy at the end there and said, "Go get it, guys. I, I can't, I can't do it." And to be honest, he, he couldn't. He handed it off. I, I, I think Belichick. Is, yeah, I, th- I think I saw the joke with something like just like rage dropped him, like you would do in fantasy when a guy is just so terrible that you just you don't even you don't even care who you're picking up. You're like, this guy's just gone. Just like, there, he. It was almost an undoable task for, for Zappi. It would have had to be absolutely amazing. What did it really matter? Just like, all right, Mac finished out the game. But it was just like, you, again, again, you're marching down the field, trying to make something happen, turn the ball over. And just like, I think it was like, you're just, you're, you're not getting another shot. You're not getting another shot. Zappi is finishing this off. You're going to take the long ride home. I, I, I just, I just don't think it matters. Whether it's Mac, whether it, whether it's Zappi, Neither of them are going to move the needle. I think we know exactly what both of those guys are, and I think it's clear that we need something new next year. Right, you're a Patriot fan. There was a point during our picks last year where you didn't even care who they were playing. You were picking the Patriots every week. You've certainly come to your senses, the reality of most people, of not picking them every week. You mentioned the Giants' upcoming game. The Giants are terrible. The Giants, I think, have only won maybe one, two games, if that. They got destroyed by Dallas again, like 40 to who knows. Do we want to win that game or do we want to lose that game? Oh, we want to win that game. We want to win against the Giants. There's a lot of history there. We start crawling farther to the the top pick, man. If if we. Yeah, but you say that this isn't, this isn't the NBA. It's not one guy is going to come in and next year, all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, this, this is the guy. Look at the, the quarterbacks that are coming in. The, you, you got some guys that were picked up at the top. You got some guys that were picked way farther back. Right now, we got we got the third pick. If if you grab Marvin and, uh, Harrison Jr. right now, phenomenal player, phenomenal in, in college. I'm sure he will have a. Uh, a I think he'll have a, a good NFL career. I, I don't know for sure, but if you were to put him on the team right now, I I don't think that gets wins for the team, and I don't think it'll get wins for the team next year if that's who who it was. So I don't think the oh we gotta you know alter you know do the ultimate tanking and get the top pick. I mean unless we, we trade it out, I, I don't think this is just a one position need that we have. We, we 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 need we need a lot of things. I don't think this is gonna be a overnight turn things around. Just think of the amount of picks we could trade back and get with the number one pick. We could have enough second round picks for a lifetime. It, it would be a Belichick miracle. That might that, that might be better off. It, it really might. Yeah, we, I, I don't we, think even even the two we're, we're not even, quarterbacks. We're not even I, batting I, I an eye at the, at the idea of the Patriots getting a high draft pick and trading it away for future other picks. We're not even – that doesn't even sound ridiculous, does it? You were just like, oh, yeah, that actually that doesn't sound too bad. But 
the unfortunate thing is that's what we kind of continuously have you seen, keep have you doing. seen these quarterbacks that are at the top it's not like they are perfect quarterbacks i I'm, I'm concerned that we get into this situation where you've seen other teams that oh yeah we, you know we need a quarterback all right we're gonna we're gonna bottom out Let, let's get a quarterback and they get the quarterback in there and it takes them two three years to realize this guy does not have it and you're just floating around and you're not even it's not even the nba where you're hey you're kind of in the playoffs it's no you're just bad you're just bad year after year so that's why i i don't know maybe maybe that is the thing you go in you know you're bad but then you take that pick and you turn it into a lots of picks so you get lots of uh you know lots of cracks and you know you're not going to hit every time so you can do it a whole bunch of times maybe that's the strategy look i'm not even an ohio state guy like, not even a little bit. Like, I don't think you can find a history of me even saying anything about him. But there's no way in hell that I think the best thing for Marvin Harrison's career is being drafted by the Patriots. Like, I just, I can't, I can't encourage that. Like, don't, I don't wish that upon him. I just, there's no history other than Randy Moss coming in and showing us for one, two seasons. Oh, yeah, this is, this is kind of how it works. Edelman, we find out in nowhere. Welker, we, we, we lure in and pay a, a decent amount of money. We haven't done that in, in quite some time. And in this all... What are you it, talking about? We spent a ton of money on tight ends the past couple of years. Well, I also was just going <laughs> to conclude well the whole thing. Out? Conclude the whole thing with saying it all kind of cancels out because all those guys got to play for Bill Belichick with Tom Brady behind the center. So, like, what are, what are we comparing? Like, nothing, nothing's ever going to compare to that. All right, you ready to get on to some picks? We got a lot to get to today. Again, I'm ready to get on to, on to some picks. All right. I, I, I made up a little ground last week. I think I'm one pick back of you. One pick back. I think despite some of the struggles of the previous weeks, this is the week where we can we – can I think we can get them all right this week. I think one of us can go perfect this week. Might not be me. Might not be you. Probably will be Nate. But somebody, somebody I think there's, there's, a, there's a route here of, of predictability that is – in your favor, I think, for a majority of these games. There's a couple coin tosses. Something needs to keep him distracted from his college basketball team. No need for that shot. We'll get to college basketball in a little bit. All right, opening up Thursday night. We get a real game on Thursday, all right? All these Thursdays we've kind of mocked in the past. But this one, you're actually going to want to get on that Amazon Prime. This is going to have a main channel. This is going to be a side screen. These are, these are two good teams here. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens, both in some dramatic losses leading into this week. So coming off those losses into a short week, I, I don't even really know how to phrase it all. I mean, like everyone's kind of said that like both these teams essentially played poorly and blew the lead and blew the game and blah, 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 and all that. But I think they went against some pretty good teams. I think the teams that they went against played better than them in the second half or just more specifically towards the end of games. And and I don't think that either of them should feel like those losses were that detrimental. I, I think those were good teams. I think there's not that many good teams in the league. There's not many good teams that these two teams are going to lose to. So this should be a good, pretty good game. I'm going to go with Baltimore at home. Lamar did not have – well, you know, numbers-wise, Lamar didn't have a good game. I still think Lamar's playing his best season of all time. He, he's guessing right. He's getting rid of the ball quick. He has two interceptions in this one. It's it's not pretty. The, the Mitchell kid, he came out of nowhere in the first half. I don't think I heard his name once in the second half. And I, I'm going to kind of bow down and say Cleveland, again, has a pretty good defense and that maybe that has a little bit more to do with it. Now, Cincinnati, I, I, I was pretty good about – 
felt pretty good about saying this was like one of the best teams in the league, and I, and I still do. But yeah, it's a, yeah, free, freezing cold takes. I said I thought that the Ravens were the best team in the league, and you last week said you thought the Bengals were the best team in the league, and both of them lost. So not great by us. Well, depending on how you feel about Cleveland, and Watson had a better game. Like I said, you could say that Baltimore might still be pretty good, and I still think that they are, and I think Cincinnati is still pretty good. But really what this says a whole lot about is our, our opinion of Houston is, is just completely wrong, and that Joe Burrow essentially gets outdueled by, by C.J. Stroud, and that Ooh, is they put up a lot of points. That is why I want to lose games. Zach. All right. Can we get that guy? That's why I want to lose games. That, that's why I, I want to have a chance, because I have no other idea of how we could ever beat Lamar J- Jackson or Joe Burrow w- without a guy like CJ. Im- impressive W for both of them. And and this should be a pretty good game. So I'm going to go with Baltimore at home. I think this should be a great game. Uh, who you got in this one? I'm also going with Baltimore. I think it's going to be uh, pretty close to a to toss up, but. Ravens are at home, and I, I agree. As a, as a Lamar fantasy owner, you you look up, it's like they're they're dominating this team. They're up by three scores, and Lamar has three points for me. But I think he's just getting it to where it's got to go. I think they're running a running a good offense, and clearly it's working. Uh, last game, obviously they get the uh, the pick six right away, so that's you know, no nobody on offense, but you know that that always helps. But since he, you know, you, you mentioned, hey, you think they're the best team. The problem with how rough they started is like there's just not a lot of uh, wiggle room. Like you lose this one, now you're at five and five, and sneaking into the playoffs, it, it's just it, it's going to be difficult for them. The, the the division, there's a chance all of them get in. I, I don't even yeah. think that's impossible. But they, you are right that Cincinnati does need to be careful. I mean, Baltimore needs to be careful here too. You don't you don't want to go on a little slide here either. All right, next game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Somehow, someway, both of these teams are 6-3. and three. And on paper, that should say, this should be a great game. I mean, Cleveland just had an incredible comeback against a, a team in Baltimore that we, we both just spoke highly of and were a little disappointed of. But P- Cleveland has to win this game. I, I don't care. Pittsburgh's – I'm not a buying into Pittsburgh. They're, they're the Minnesota of last year. They're fine. They're going to beat bad teams. They're not going to beat good teams. They're not going to beat slightly above average teams, which is probably what Cleveland is. So I'm going to go with Cleveland at home. I imagine they will not start this game by throwing a pick six and that they don't have to worry about being down 7 nothing almost immediately. So that's a bright side. I'll take Cleveland at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Browns. I think the Browns might have some some, some talent. I think the Steelers, I think it's worse than the, the Vikings last year. I mean, the Vikings had Jefferson. Kirk Cousins was, was working his magic. But the Steelers, like, they don't, like, they're getting out uh yardage by, by the other team on a pretty consistent basis and just somehow they just keep pulling these games out i don't know how sooner or later this is all gonna fall apart on them mm-hmm. so yeah i'm gonna go with the browns and a uh, friendly schedule reminder to everyone that the germany game that was the last europe game now the earliest games will be one o'clock no more of the, that goofiness all right next game chicago bears at the detroit lions Cannot say a whole lot of things about the Bears. They did win this past week against the Carolina Panthers. Nothing to be proud of. Again, that's the one where, do we want to win this game? Are we supposed to win this game? Not sure what's supposed to happen. I like what Detroit did. Took took care of business against L.A. High-scoring one. Chargers get a charger. Does, doesn't really matter. But I, I'm, I'm into Detroit. I like what they're doing. They shouldn't They shouldn't fall for this. This shouldn't be a trap game. Let's, let's win this one. I got Detroit. Who you got? I also have Detroit, but... They gave up a lot of points, so going forward, really got to figure out that defense. But this week against the Bears, they'll get the W. All right, next game, the 4-5 and five L.A. Chargers at the 3-6 and six Green Bay Packers. 
Both of them coming off a loss this previous week. I you talk about Pittsburgh not really knowing what they're doing. I have no idea what Green Bay's doing. I this is the running, the fumbles, the the, the bizarre play calling. I somehow they managed to score points, which really just hurts me as a Patriot fan when I watch this team and I'm like, wow, they got 19 points. Like, man, I would kill for 19 points. It's it's not gonna happen this week though. They're not gonna be able to score with the Chargers. The Chargers are a miraculous team that is managed. To, I mean, they might be leading the t- league in points and still not winning games. I don't know how you're doing that, but that's very impressive. Keenan Allen's unstoppable. I, 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 it's crazy that this team keeps losing because there's there's a lot of fantasy numbers going on week in and week out. They're like, oh yeah, that must have been a win, right? And it's like, no, again, somehow, some way, I'll get the Chargers on the road. Who you got? I've got Green Bay at home. I am not getting sucked into the Chargers. You saw them score a bunch of points last week, but they still lost. They're going to charger themselves. I know. I know. You're saying Green Bay, not even that good. But you know what? It's starting to get colder in Green Bay. Coming from Los Angeles, you know, it's nice and warm out there all the time. You know this. They're going to have to go out there. It's not going to be one of those crazy cold games. I think it's, you know, going to be you know, mid-40s. But I think that they are just not a reliable team. And when they go out there, it's just you're going you're gonna to be scratching your head right around 345 going – how how are the Chargers losing this game? So I'm going Green Bay at home. If one of us goes perfect this week, and that's that's the one you're gonna get on me, man. Good 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 for you. I feel like I take a lot of chances. This is like I don't even know what your research tells you about the Chargers. Like you, you're, this is a gut one. Like you're not even trusting the numbers anymore. Just picking against the Chargers. All right. Well, I it's it's not impossible. Like you, I'm gonna feel like an idiot next week. Being like I don't know why I bet on that team. You're right. They lost 45 to. 42 again, just a miracle. Next game, Las Vegas Raiders at the 6-3 and three Miami Dolphins. Miami coming off a bye. The Raiders are now 2-0 and oh under their new head coach, and I guess I guess you could say it was a solid win. I mean, 16-12 against the Jets is like as close to a soccer tie as I think you're going to get in football. But a win's a win. They're 5-5. Five and five. There's hope for this team. Unfortunately, the hope is going to end because Miami's coming. <laughs> Miami's coming to play. I, I, I imagine Miami's going to take care of business here. I can't see Aiden O'Connell or whatever quarterback they're going to put up there that's going to somehow outscore the Miami Dolphins and Tua. I like some of the attacks on uh on the Raiders, but, man, Miami's just fast. I don't know. Is A-Chan coming back this week? That That's getting closer, but I imagine Miami's going to be recovered off this bye and ready to roll. Who you got? Give me the Dolphins. Raiders got a nice story with the new coach going 2-0, and but yeah, that, that was ugly last night. That was uh, just one of those primetime games that it's like, all right, this is the only one on? All right, all right well, I'll, I'll have it on. But, yeah, now, now they're going to go against the Dolphins coming off a, off, a, off a break. All those speed guys with a little, uh, little extra time to recover. Yep, I'll take the Dolphins. All right, next game, New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. Oh, well, Dolphins is my, is my lock of the week. Lock it in. Washington and New York both having a loss. One a little bit more digestible than the other. Dallas once again destroyed the New York Giants. The Commanders were in a game. The Giants are so bad. I have a coworker that's a Giants fan, and I'm not sure I've seen a more like dejected coworker like on a weekly basis as it just gets worse and worse for him. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but this was the curse of the success of last season. This all started. I mean, and Daniel Jones isn't even playing. I mean, even if he was, though, I, I'm not sure. Like, how much does that really change? Uh, it changes a lot because they have a quarterback right now that just is scared to throw the ball. And even if he does, it's it, it's not in your best. It's not your team's best interest for him to throw the ball. Like, that's how bad it is. Where 
you're better off just not ever having him throw it. And that's what's happening is this team just has they have a guy behind center who doesn't throw the ball. Like, that's not going to work. They did they did manage to put up a little points here at the end, but 49 to 17. They can't even they can't even get like the midweek feel good stories right. Like who whose idea was it to say, "Yeah, tell them how you live at home." Yeah, tell them how your mom makes your bed. That's a good one. Let's do that. I, come on. You know you're going to get smacked around, and then you want to have that out there as well? How is that helpful? I think that makes the Giants look far worse than it makes him look. Look, the Giants have a guy playing quarterback right now that sleeps on his parents' couch. Like, that's, that's is that the story that I'm hearing? Like, that's, that's embarrassing for him, but it's more embarrassing for the New York Giants. The New York Giants, a professional football club. Millions and millions of dollars going into all this. Millions and millions of people going to pay attention, involved, working for, uh, uh, training with. Just efforts being put into all this, and that is the guy that is the dominant position of the sport, is, is who they're trusting. This, this is, this is what it's come to. Can I, can I give you a, uh, give you a number here? It was a zero? I mean, has he done anything? What, what, what? No, no, no. A number, a number for this game. The Washington Commanders, like you said, coming off a loss, much better than the than, than the Giants' loss. But the Commanders, they're, they're, they're not a good team. No, no one's thinking that. They're four and six. Everybody kind of gets what you know what what they are. They are a double digit favorite against the Giants. Double digit. Normally, you get double digit when it's like prime Patriots at home against you know an average to bad team. Double digits is a lot. There are not a lot of those spreads getting thrown around. They do score points. Howell's going to throw the ball around, and that's something the Giants are just not going to do, and that's why this the spread's there. All right, so we both got commanders. Next game, New uh, not New York. Dallas Cowboys at the 1-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. Dallas is going to take care of business here. Uh, lock it in. That's it. Nothing, nothing. Keep it moving. Who you got? I'm, I'm going Dallas. Next game, Tennessee Titans at the 6-3 Jacksonville Jaguars. Will Levis disappointed me this past week. This was a beatable Tampa Bay team, a winnable game. That He just looked like a rookie. And and I think the sad part is, is they don't have a better choice. And I think this is still their best option. It's just it's the, the Tennessee team, the team's just not that good. Now, the bigger wake-up call, though, was Jacksonville also getting smacked 34-3 at home. San Francisco 49ers, arguably the best team in football, but the the offense doesn't even get anything in this. They get they get nothing. I mean, Lawrence doesn't have a great game. I've it's been skeptical of this team from day one. I I I, I hope they win this one because I, I you can't lose this one to Tennessee. I'm picking them at home, despite everything else. I I don't think that they're an elite team, but I do think they're an above average team, and Tennessee's just a bad team. So that this is. This is Jacksonville's opportunity here, right? Get back on track. Hopefully, it's not a slump for them because there's there's a scenario where this the season doesn't go quite as smoothly as they want. Uh, who you got? I'll take Jacksonville at home. It's it's not great. I'm also gonna go with Jacksonville. I believe in them a little more than you do. Last week it was not good. Getting that uh, full 49ers off a of bye week. Everybody's healthy. Look out. <laughs> Train just rolled right over them. But uh, Levis, I think. You know, came in, had that nice uh, relief appearance, and then since then, just do it's it's been rough, and I think that defense have been able to key in on it, and it's making it much harder for for Derrick Henry. You know, he he makes an appearance later, so I will be going with Jacksonville. All right, next game: Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. 
CJ Stroud having another epic game, back to back weeks. It seems to be a little bit of a pattern here that he's gonna he's gonna be around. This is a guy to remember. Now, a guy that we maybe have forgotten is now back in Kyler Murray starting this past week for the Arizona Cardinals and getting a W against the Atlanta Falcons, who are one of those Charger teams that is somehow always in a close game, and it's always some oddball score that's two points off, and they just can't, they just don't know how to how to finish. I guess I I don't know, I don't know what to say. I I don't know if I want to reflect entirely on on Kyler being successful in all this or a little bit more of Atlanta just finding ways to screw this game up. But the real the real highlight of all this is we could see C.J. Stroud against the Arizona Cardinals, and he's probably going to put up a lot of big numbers again. Singletary also had a pretty big day. 30 carries, 150 yards, one touchdown. Uh, but I'm taking Houston at home. I, I'm, I'm into C.J., man. I, I think that this team could actually be – this could be a competitive team, man. I actually think this team could make the playoffs. It seems like they're in that route, and I'm, I'm buying in. Are you buying in? Who you got? I'm not buying in. I am selling. This is the top of the market. This is not when you buy in. This is the top of crypto. This is this is when you sell. You get you take that money. You go away. People are talking about MVP for a rookie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this continues. I am taking Arizona. Kyler Murray. He's out there running around. He's doing fun things. I think that CJ is going to struggle in this one. He's had a couple of couple of nice games in the past, and I think that just the hype train is getting a little over its skis. He's just a rookie. He's gonna have to figure things out. Teams are gonna learn some, you know, more about him. And I think that I, I think I might have mentioned it last week. Just because he has a bad week doesn't mean he's no longer gonna be, you know, the future. Doesn't mean he's a, you know, a bad quarterback. It's just when you're a rookie, you have your ups and you're gonna have your downs. And if I can, you know, sell and make a profit, I am selling the CJ uh, Stroud right now. And uh, you, you know, you you go ahead. You try to take those profits, but I, I'm selling. Man, I disagree so much. Like I, I, I don't even see what do you what are you seeing in this Arizona defense alone like cj is gonna be way more excited to play this team than either the last two weeks but sure go ahead go ahead do it i just like to point out who did i lock in last week i think i locked in the niners over jacksonville and you're like nah jacksonville's got this one sure do it do it well, great i didn't realize that debo was healthy that was on me should pay attention well i i didn't realize debo was a 30 point difference here well it's just it's a whole it's a whole swagger i didn't know i also uh also, you know, didn't realize that the, the coaches uh, really care about individual player records. Boy, were they trying to make sure that Christian McCaffrey at the very end, they they just kept going to him every time on that goal line, and it didn't happen. Where in, in preseason, talking about, ah, you know, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Where this is, you guys are destroying them, and you got your best player in there trying to just score a vanity touchdown. It was laughable because he wasn't playing with starters either. Like there's no other threats out there. The whole defense knows what's going on, and he still almost got it. I, I thought it was he laughable. Still, he really did. I thought he it was really ridiculous. I, I just want to point out one thing. You mentioned a lot of offense on, on Debo and McCaffrey. Did those guys stop Trevor Lawrence from scoring touchdowns all, all game as well? That was that was just because Debo was back, right? No, That's, 49ers, that, 49ers are, are, are legit. They had their little slip-up, but uh, in that bye week, something, something worked. No, Jacksonville's just not good, and neither's Arizona. That's why Houston's going to win this week. All right, moving along. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. The McCaffrey record's over, but now that he's got to now he's got to just make up for. I think he's got to get two this week at least. I thought Rashad White had a pretty big game, and I actually thought Tampa Bay beating Tennessee was like I don't know how Tampa just sneaks these games out. I, they're four and five. They're not that great of a team, but yet they seem to always find a way to be in games. They're not going to find a way to be in this one. I'll take the Niners at home, no problem. Who you got? 
I am also going to go with the Niners. Next game, New York Jets, who are 4-5 and five at the Buffalo Bills. The Jets are awaiting a Aaron Rodgers return, of which mid-December has now been rumored as the estimate of all this. I have no idea how Achilles' recovery works or that if the older you are, the faster you recover. I, I don't think that is true. Uh, Buffalo's playing the Monday night football game tonight against the Denver Broncos, so no no news from them this past week. But I saw, th- I saw the Jets lose to the Raiders, who have every reason in the world to not be successful at this point, between losing their coach, their quarterback, not having a whole lot of success this year. This was a lined-up game that the Jets should have won, and they didn't win. They have no chance against Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo. Who you got? I'm also going to go with Buffalo. Them getting their revenge from the uh, that, that first uh, night game when uh, Rodgers got hurt. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Mac or would you rather have Zach? No, no, no. Don't make me. Don't make me choose that. That's. I think Mac. Right. So, so I think you would Mac. say we're in the. You would say we're in the. We're in the same boat. Yeah. No, I really would. I, I, I really would. Like if you if you both had... of us have young quarterbacks that we hope we're going to be the the next hot thing, and we don't have any other option, so we keep running them out there, even though continuously it turns into driving towards the end, terrible turnover. I think if we traded, like we just straight up traded them, both sides would be like, oh man, we're going to fix this guy, and within like two weeks, you would just be like, oh no. We we have the same goods. Like this is this is terrible. These the same results are just going to happen. I, I do yeah. think that though that you could excite both franchises by making a move like that, and all of us would throw up, and all of us would be like, "Well, it can't be any worse." Like there's just no way. Just any change, we'd change for the sake of change. Just something else, which is what they should be hope. Any any chance at all you actually think Rogers plays this year? There's there's no chance, right? I don't think he's going to play. There's no way. I just think it would be irresponsible for him to to play. He's just going to get injured again. I, I I don't I don't I don't think he's gonna play. Moving along, Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Seahawks getting a close win against Washington this past week. They are six and three. They will play be at the six and three Los Angeles Rams, who have not been three, good. Three and six. Three and six. Three and six. Sorry, I'm getting backwards on all these numbers. They lost to the Packers. I don't think the Packers are really good. They're gonna lose to Seattle. This is gonna be a home game for Seattle. You're gonna turn this on TV. Actually, there's no way you're gonna see this on TV. This is gonna be hidden somewhere. From the blackout or who knows what, but you're going to see nothing but Seahawks, uh, nothing but Seahawks fans here. Uh, I like the road team with the home crowd, and I'll take Seattle. Who you got? Yeah, give me Seattle. Gino looked all right. I think they uh, they're, they're making some moves, and they're just a competent team. I think they'll be able to get it to get the job done. All right, next we get to talk about this year's miracle, and that is the six and four Minnesota Vikings with the two and zero Joshua Dobbs on day ten with the team putting up. 23-34, 268, one touchdown, and another W. Just another win. Just eking it out. And a huge fantasy day, too. Completely crushed my team. I, it's hard to not like this guy. How, how could you be against this team at this point? I, Justin Jefferson, a player who I actually think will come back this season, will be back at some point, and that is just a weapon that changes everything. If this team is above 500 or just flirting with it, gets in the playoffs, you add Justin Jefferson, I think you immediately have just a chance with a guy like that. I mean, say what you want about Cousins. I, I just think Cousins and Jefferson alone and then all the other weapons that they're developing and stepping up right now, I, I think I think there's, there's a scenario where Minnesota may end up being a good team this year. There isn't a scenario where Denver's going to end up being a good team this year, so I will take Minnesota on the road. Who you got? 
Give me Denver at home. Curveball coming out of nowhere. That's right. I'm going with the Broncos. Dob story. Uh, yep. I guess it's I guess it's fun, but I think it's gonna come to an end next week, Sunday night. Sign up for it. You're going blind. Denver plays tonight. You don't you don't even want to see how they play the Bills. It doesn't don't matter. Don't even know. Don't even know. I'm not sure if the the Kirk Cousins thing, if it was Kirk Cousins struggled in prime time, or if it was a it's a Vikings quarterback thing. So I'm just gonna go with uh, what I've seen in the past, and it's whoever's playing quarterback for the Vikings does not like playing in prime time, and Sunday night is for sure prime time. All right, let me, let me just see if this alters your your pick in any way. If Denver wins tonight against Buffalo, does does that make you more likely to pick them again or less likely to pick them again? It doesn't impact. It doesn't. It doesn't change it at all. Doesn't change at all. If they it's get impossible, the, I can't change it. They I just get beat by fifty tonight. It doesn't matter. It's locked in. That's reckless. All right. Well, how are you going to pick this one? All right, Philly at Kansas City. Both these teams coming off a bye. How, how are you going to do that one? You just doing the same thing? You just, you just don't need to see them this whole week. It's going in. I, I think these are two great teams. This is finally a solid Monday night game. I, I feel like a lot of the Monday nights, I haven't really felt like I had to watch it a whole lot. This should be good. 7-2 Kansas City, 8-1 Philadelphia. I'm going to go with the home team, Kansas City. I, I just hope for a good game. I think we have two good quarterbacks in here. have two good offenses here. And... Hopefully the weather isn't anything drastic and both these offenses can run fully. But I'll, I'll take Kansas City at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go Kansas City at home, but I am getting some concerns about Travis Kelsey. Uh, hasn't gotten too many receptions. Just, you know, ha- have some downtime during these, these bye weeks, but they don't have a lot of other weapons, and it seems like it's just starting to be, hey, we are just going to rough him up and we're going to make sure that he doesn't get the ball and the other options is just such a drop-off. And I think the Eagles are a team that would be good enough to both use that strategy and to be able to implement it uh, correctly. So there is some concern, but I think they're at home. So I think they got a, a slight slight edge over, over the Eagles. I think Kansas City needed the bye more than Philly. Like I, I think Kansas City will come out of the bye recovered and a little bit better. Not that the Eagles don't have anyone that's beat up. I'm sure everyone's beat up at this point. Everyone needs a bye. But I, I think Kansas City will come back better after the bye than they did going into it. Uh, versus Philly, I don't think the improvement will be much. So uh, those are the, the, the picks for the week. I think I think there's a chance somebody really goes pretty solid this week. I think this is there's a little there's a couple toss-ups. We're getting the Thursday game and the Monday game that I think get a, get a little, little dicey there. But there is a route for perfection. You chose to go reckless. You chose to pick Denver. I, I I can't even believe it. I, curveball. Curveball. I got to do something. Well, somebody had to do something this week to get some fantasy wins, and somebody didn't do something this week to get some fantasy losses. Who are this week's fantasy heroes and zeros? Okay. For fantasy zeros, we mentioned them. Trevor Lawrence. Awful. A wide receiver. We have Deontay Johnson, and we have Jahan Dotson out of, out of Washington. A complete zero. For running backs, we had Travis Etienne also on the Jags. No, no good. Somehow, Tony Pollard, Dallas killed him, but no, he did not perform well. And also, <laughs> uh, you know, you're finding a pattern on the teams we talked about earlier. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, he did not uh, perform well. But for the heroes, we do have some some Cowboys. We got Dak Prescott. We have CeeDee Lamb. For the rest of the wide receivers, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, you think he's hurt, but nope, not hurt. Ready to score touchdowns. Uh, for running backs, we have Jamar Gibbs, two tight ends this week. TJ Hawkinson, I think he might have been on there last week, just really having a, having a nice season. Uh, George Kittle. And then actually this week, we have a defense, the 49ers defense. <laughs> they were really good. 
And uh, not always happens. We, we have a kicker, Jason Myers. So a full slate of heroes this week. How many of those guys were on the Niners and how many of those guys faced Jacksonville the previous week? I mean, sure, lock in that team. I'm just going to hammer in that Jacksonville's not good. It's not going to come back and bite me. It's, if anything, I should have not picked up again this week. I just they they just disappear in games that that seem to matter more. That maybe maybe they'll have a, a a coming of 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 a good game one of these days against a really good team. I just haven't seen it. They seem to blow those games. But those are this week's fantasy heroes and zeros. We'll try again next week to get something right. We're going to transition into doing some college football. There's a couple headlines to get to. There's a suspension that I think we need to at least mention. I don't know if you want to start with that. I This isn't my sport. I, I'm far removed from this. You update me here and there. I keep an eye out on stuff. There was a coach fired this week that is being fired and walking away with $76 million. What is You've done something incorrectly if, if you think that the best thing for your team is to part ways with a $76 million contract and to hire someone else to do it at the same time and pay them who knows how much. I imagine it'll be somewhere in, in a realm of, of a big money amount as well. And then on the other side, you got this crazy suspension thing of which I guess that they've decided this is the coach's fault and there's a indefinite timeline and then there's an allowance of missing game day, but you're allowed to practice. I'm confused by all of this. I need clarification. This this sport seems like it's it's going a little wild right now. And it, and it might just be a lot of troublemakers causing trouble, but it also might be a weird just a weird way of disciplining and a weird way of fixing and getting out of problems. What what do you want to start with first year? Let's go with the uh the the Jim Harborough Michigan sign stealing because started off there was sign stealing all right, yep, that, that's not good. But then it just gets weirder and weirder as the guy that was kind of the well, depends, I guess, on who whose side you're on, whether he's the uh, the the patsy or if he is the you know the lead guy in charge of all of this. And he was the one that was going to games ahead of time, filming what was going on. Where I mean, I just don't really get that so much because it's like, well, we all have cameras on our phone. And would it be a little weird if you saw someone filming a game? We'd be like, hey, man, like, you know, they, 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 they filmed a the game. You can just watch this at home. But it's like, well, you're a coach. You can be directly linked. He bought tickets with his own credit card. It wasn't hard to track him down. So, obviously, he's resigned. Now, Chip Harborough has come out and said, oh, no, I didn't know anything about it. Where if you're a Michigan fan, you look at it and go, hey, see, stand-up guy. See, he didn't know anything about it. If you're a fan of any of the other Big Ten teams, you go, well, BS. He's a, he's a football coach. You don't think he knows exactly what every single person that works for him and every single player is doing at you know every hour of the day. Yeah, he he's definitely you know in charge of this. So, look, let me just bounce back <laughs> off that for a second. I I'm not saying a coach doesn't know everything that's going on. I just think that they failed to show me evidence that he does. And and I know it is that you're just supposed to, and we're supposed to trust that if you're good at this job, which I think he inarguably is, that you have to know. But I just thought there was a weird way of saying we don't really have any proof of him knowing, but he had to know, so we're just going to go with it. I just, look, I, I understand. I think that there was some wrongdoing here. Right? I, I just think that this wasn't properly proven and then sped up so quickly. And it's so, like, like there's not enough definitions here. They've kind of half, it was kind of a half in. Like, I, I don't think that was, I just think this could have been really more punishing. And it's like kind of not and kind of is. Like, why is he allowed to be there during the week and not allowed on game day? Like, if he's either in or he's out, I don't understand this. This is 
this is just a typical it, it, this is sort of this wasn't even from the NCAA. This is from the Big Ten Conference, which I get is part of the NCAA. But it's where, like, the NCAA doesn't move fast enough. So I think that other teams within the conference said, hey, this isn't fair. If he's cheating, he's not going to get punished until, you know, the whole due process, which isn't going to happen for, you know, two years. And the NCAA is going to come out and go, oh, yeah. And everyone's going to look up from watching Red Zone and go, who cares? Jim Harbaugh is, you know, he's the coach of the Bears right now. Like, who cares what happened two years ago? It's this is long gone. So I think they they wanted to do something, and this is not unusual for the NCAA to do. You know, guys have been suspended for the first two quarters or something like this, where yeah, you can't be on the sideline for the three regular season games, but you can come back for the playoffs, and you know, you can be there during the week. You know, of course. Uh, so weird, but this is this is always the point in these stories where it goes from, Ooh, this is kind of salacious and oh, is there cheating going on? But as soon as it moves over into uh, Jim Harborough's lawyer has to make a statement and the big 10 lawyer makes a statement and it goes to the lawyers is when it's just, it's too weird. And it, it becomes, becomes no longer fun for me. It's like, I, all right, this went on for a while. I don't think we're ever really going to find out. And now we're paying lawyers a bunch of money to try to figure it out. Like we're, we, we're not one thing removed from sports which would be the sign stealing or maybe two it's now we're four or five away and it i mean i'm, I'm not as plugged in i'm sure if it was college basketball i'd have a, a stronger take on it but for this it's just all right you gotta you guys figure it out i mean there's even stuff about other teams in the big 10 that had stolen signs before and given it to michigan's rivals so michigan was saying well hey you know well we may have cheated but like they 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 cheat first, and so it just it's very well, the thing big is, time. Everybody's big doing time this. programs, but it feels like little kids. Everybody's doing this, and they just got caught. And I and I understand that getting caught is, you know, that's that's how you should be punished. I just I just find this as a weird punishment. I guess that's it. The, the, the he's allowed to be on the team. He's not fired. He's not fined. He's not in any actual legal trouble beyond this weird lawsuit that it's they're already. It's well, because I think that goes to what you said. Of there's no clear evidence that he did know. Yeah. All right. Well, this, how would this, you have done this? Happened, would you have done this differently? How would you have done it? This happened in the past with uh with Patino, with all the things that happened at Louisville. He said, "Hey, I didn't know this stuff was going on. Like some of my assistants, they you know they they, they took it too far. It, it wasn't me." And NCAA and you know kind of got pressured, and Louisville administration got pressured, saying, "BS, you're Rick Patino." You know, you're you're a crazy person. You're you're a college coach. You know exactly what all of your assistants are doing. You can't just like walk away from it. So, I I think that's just kind of how the NCAA operates. All right, we gotta we gotta move on to what what else we gotta get to for college football headlines here. I mean, I I could I can go back and forth about uh, this. Just all wanted, time. We, yeah, we didn't we didn't mention it last week. Uh, the college football committee rankings came out. Uh, it was Ohio State, and this is in order. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, none of those teams lost. None of those teams won enough to uh, to move around. So week two, those rankings uh, rankings were the same. Uh, Michigan got the win over Penn, at Penn State. So that was probably the, uh, the the biggest win out of the three, although Georgia did beat a ranked team pretty handily. Uh, so no no movement there. But that's uh, that's what we got going on in college football. Well, it's not the only college sport that's now going on. It's officially college basketball season. We talked about the excitement of it last week. We got to experience some of the excitement this week. And as a Michigan State fan and as a Duke fan on the other side here, boy, was it a exciting opening week. Maybe for you, 
positively exciting. For me, it's positively concerning as the Miracle James Madison team somehow upsets us in the first night. And then the first night at home, not even neutral court. That's not even the craziest game James Madison's been in this year. Is the next game was even wilder, which they have an insane comeback. What is it? Five points in ten seconds. It's it, yeah. It, it's miraculous. It's and a win in overtime. It's a team of destiny. Or two two overtime, excuse me. It's again team, on the road. A team of destiny that I, I'm starting to credit that I I was originally worried, but somehow the, the madness that has continued with them that has made me feel a little bit better about the loss. Now, your team also lost. That being said, you lost to a ranked team, a very good ranked team, and it was a very close game. It wasn't a, we played terrible, and the other team just stuck around and beat us. I, I think there was windows for you to win that game. Your lefty guy, he, he got stuck on an island and didn't, didn't make any shots, and I thought they did a really good job on him. Uh, but but not but not a bad loss, and, and certainly something to build on. The drama of all this is building up to the game this week, of which Duke will be at Michigan State Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Who you got in that one? Neutral. Neutral. It's in Chicago. Oh. Uh, it's in Chicago. Champions uh, Champions Classic, so it moves around. I've been in person before uh, when it's in, in New York. It's always, always a fun time. So, yeah, it's going to start tomorrow. It will be Duke versus uh, Michigan State, followed up by Kansas versus Kentucky. Uh I think I think I think that I think that Duke can can win. I am very concerned that you guys were third in the country last year, third out of all of the teams in three point shooting, and in your first two games, I believe you've made two combined three pointers through two games. So I am very concerned that all of a sudden that uh, uh three point variance, and you're gonna come out and all of a sudden it's like, how are you guys? <laughs> 10 for 12 from three, <laughs> you're, just, you're just raining it. So there is a concern there, but it's definitely going to be a uh, be a good game. Anytime uh, Michigan State and, and Duke get together, it's always a, always a classic. Uh, be, we're kind of turning the page on, on our side where it's, it's not Coach K, it's, it's Shire. But to, uh, to, to go back a little bit, was definitely surprised on Monday. Uh, you guys were, I believe, a 17-point favorite. So <laughs> here's your first game, and... You know, I'm kind of checking in on it, but it's like, ah, you're, you're going to blow them out. You know, it's even if it's close at halftime, you, this is how these teams work. You know, you're at home, you're going to figure it out. And then it just, it, you guys just never got it together and you're just ice cold and, you know, go, go, goes to overtime. And I, 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 I was, I was very surprised that this is, this is, this is the first game that you had to deal with. You've made your, your, your allegiance change. And then this happens to you. I was, well, I'll tell you what's, what's concerning already is when you just don't make any shots and it's it's like you're getting decent shots you're getting good looks you don't want and then it's like well maybe you want someone else to shoot it's like no every it's like everybody it isn't just one guy that's like cold and that we're running the offense through him it's like no everybody is missing every three to the point where I think the offense is really starting to second guess itself and being like well I don't want to shoot a three we, we I'm not gonna make that and now it's it's like you're not running an offense anymore because you're you have to just continue through I I hope that we there's no way we can only make two threes Throughout the rest of the season here. This has right. to turn around. Has to turn around. Now, I, I will say I, I don't have as high expectations for defeating Duke. I thought you guys looked a little bit farther along development than than we did. A little bit more. I think just think you had a little bit better of a rotation. And that might be just someone searching. Izzo just searching for someone to make something. I mean, we were bringing in freshmen late just to try to be like, I think we brought in a heat check guy. He was, just he, saying, he, was, he was not kind in the uh, in in the press conference afterwards. That was kind of unusual in, in this day and age. It wasn't so unusual twenty years ago, but 
to kind of go kind of went after his players a little bit. Hey man, I I've games like it's fine, whatever. It's not the only big game. Mentioned Kansas at Kentucky, another two ranked teams. Number one Kansas versus Kentucky. Uh, that should be a big game as well. Uh, Kentucky does not have to play James Madison this year, so I consider them lucky. I don't, I don't think Kansas does either. I, I, Dude, I, the the rankings came out this week. James Madison, they're they're ranked. They're in the eight people. What are they ranked? I think it was uh hold on, I got it got up right here. Uh twenty four. Maybe it's a good. Maybe it's not think, a bad loss. Like, what if this? I don't a, think they're going to be there for very long, just based on the the other metrics that that I look at. But even just to kind of poke your head up, especially with all the uh, kind of I'll, I'll call it uh, garbage that they got to deal with in the in, in football, where for whatever reason it's a rule, and it's the same rule that they have in basketball. We we ran across it last year, where if you go from D two to D one, you are not eligible for the postseason for X number of years. Where I just don't get it because you went from a lower league to a harder league. If you can beat the bigger guys, you should be able to, to go. So they're undefeated right now and would normally be eligible for a bowl game. You know, they're not going to be playing for, for the national championship or anything like that, but it seems like they should be able to play in a bowl game because of this rule. They're, they're not able to. We'll see the the magic continues. I would love for them to at least just get in the tournament. I don't care if it's even a 16 Z just find, Find a way to get some of that magic back in, because this is what I love about the tournament. I didn't love watching it happen to my team, but it is it is something about this college that it's kind of anybody can win anytime, and that's what drives me nuts about it. But that's also what's fun about it, and it's they're fun crowds. Duke had a great crowd the other day. That the whiteout was awesome. Always, always do. Yeah, we don't do a lot of the the colors, so that that was interesting. I I was surprised when I saw that ahead of time. All right, speaking of colors, it's time to talk about NBA. We're going to talk about some NBA ejections. We're going to talk about some court designs and some colors that are going on there. How about we dive in with that, with the NBA tournaments being Tuesdays and Fridays. we got tournament day tomorrow. You were not feeling the court designs over the past week. You were upset with the Celtics green not being the exact Celtics green. It, you know, it, it wasn't it, even close. I was very upset. I... Don't understand the flaw of all this. You have no fashion sense of interest, and yet you have a problem with the color here. Where it's not a big deal. Of what, you don't care what they wear, but you care about this. And yet somehow see, you make them sound like they are whining, when it just sounds like you are whining. Like, oh, I'm sorry. See, this Your is... poor eyes couldn't handle some color. What have we been watching? Black and white TVs for the past 20 years? Come on. This is this is what happened. This is this is this honest, you know, this is for you know for all listeners and everything. So our first tournament game, you know, I've been kind of wishy-washy on it, but as it's gotten closer, it's like, all right, well, you know, we're playing these games anyway. I've been trying to see, you know, positive attitude. I went to a, a college, uh, a local college uh, basketball game. I was wearing my, my, my Celtics hat. I was walking around. I saw some other Celtics fans. I was, you know, trying to, you know, get them going, you know. They definitely had no idea about the end season tournament. They kind of knew there was a game uh, at that point. We had lost two in a row. So there was a little, you know, apprehension, but like, I'm trying, I'm trying. But the problem was, is that it was at the same exact time as that Duke Arizona game that we previously talked about. So you were trying to have a conversation with me. Well, I was just trying to like will my team to a victory. And then they did not win and lost at home. I cannot remember the first time that we've been at 500 this early in the, you know, at any point in the year, normally play a bunch of cupcakes at the beginning. So, you know, you can kind of buffer it in. So I was not 
the person to have a rational conversation. And I took it way, I took it, I took it too hard, too fast because I was not a fan of the court colors. I thought we have this awesome color of green and they decided to go with the Bucks green, which it didn't take me until either Saturday or Sunday to realize why you were such a fan. It's Michigan State green. That's why you liked it. You're like, oh, cool. My team's playing out there. Where I looked at it, it's like, this, this is not this is not the cool green that we have. We have a very cool green. We should just use it. But I'm, I'm upset the, that you uh, think two weeks of fandom has just altered my mindset entirely. Like I, I, my opinion is now no longer trusted because of two weeks of being like, no, I'm a Michigan State basketball fan. I don't know why you. you <laughs> I don't know why you weren't more concerned. No, we have one of like the most. We have one, not even just like the colors. We have one of the most I, recognizable courts in like the entire world, the parquet, and it's just like nope. And I get it. You know, we're trying to do this whole in-season tournament. There is a – it's not like each court is completely different. There's the stripes with the, the trophy down the middle, and the, there's the whole thing. But, I don't know. We won. We won. We're uh, 1-0 in in-season tournament play. You know, we're well on our way to, to winning this thing. All right. Can I explain why it's that green? Like, you're going to do all this without any any justification. Like, they just picked the random green, and we're like, oh, screw screw that. They, they picked the green because the teams are wearing their alternate jerseys. Our alternate jerseys have a darker tone green, which will match the darker tone on the on the court. Now, what I, what I what I thought was ridiculous for you to be upset is that I agree that it's not our, our original green. It isn't our traditional green, but there's nothing traditional about this game, as well as the green that we picked is so far superior than some of the colors that other teams have picked. The bright beet red is really hard. The gross teal, there's some really bad teals. There's some good teals that look great, and there's some really bad, like, green, bluish, turquoise things that are just... Just not working, and I thought way, way harder on the eyes. I, d I didn't think this was that. Also, no one else is calling it Michigan State Green, and no one else is calling it Milwaukee Green. Just you. Not one person's ever confused that, thought that, or even had an idea of that that game. Just you. No, You're just instigating things for yourself. No one else is, is worried about it. It's, it's okay. I, 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 Who else was watching it on Friday night? I think a lot of I was people watching it. I was watching it because I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to will this team to an in-season championship. I don't want to hate on the mid-season tournament. I like what it's doing. The court I'm design trying. the court design is a bit much, but I do think it succeeds in defining that this is a different night of games. This is a different court in that it brands it very, very well, maybe even too well. But this is the first year. I think this could be improved upon, and I think they can have – alternatives maybe it's a center stripe with the green and the other outside where the green is now could be a court color or a lighter color or maybe even another green color if, if you really want to go all out but it's year one it's the first trial of all this I think it's going well I don't want to get mad about stuff like that I do want to get mad about some of the NBA officiating where I just can't seem to keep track of these ejections right now the Giannis one I thought was just inexcusable this past week of which he makes an incredible dunk kind of flexes on a guy and they throw him out I, I there's a consistency that I just am not seeing I saw a Draymond ejection just the other night now I, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it I'm not saying that justice wasn't served I just thought it was bizarre that they went back an entire play to eject him I don't I didn't know they had that sort of review power they're reviewing another play that happens after and yet they said no 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 we rewind it we could see that Draymond instigates it over there which he does and which is totally fine, but they missed the call. It, it's the next play. I, I, I'm i all for getting the right call. I hadn't seen this happen before. And with Draymond, I always feel a certain way where it's like he, he kind of had it coming. Like, I don't have any sympathy for him. 
So if we were to go back in time, if we were to extend the the rule book a little bit, it would be not to help that guy out. And and I'm not really arguing for all that. I just we have rules. We need to stick to them. I don't know if we're getting it right for all of this by breaking them and stretching them a little bit or if I just want them to abide by them and just do it. But whatever we're doing, nobody's coming to these NBA games. Nobody's watching any of these games to watch these guys get tossed out. And I know we would in a perfect world, everybody would be emotionless and perfect and never upset anyone else. But we can't get on these guys for resting and not always playing hard. And then when they do play hard and when they do play emotion and when it does have energy like a college basketball atmosphere – we, we give them a technical. We, we tell them to go home. We said, no, we don't want any of that. We, we can't do that. We, we have to fix that. That's, that's not good for the sport. There's so much talent in here that we have to keep the talent on the floor. I, I mean, is there any more to add to all this? I, 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 it's, it's, it's bothering me already to the point that we're two weeks into this, and I still feel like we don't know what's going on. And I don't know how we fix it. Like, Do you think we could fix this throughout the year? I feel like this is an ongoing problem. This isn't the only guys that are getting technicals for – you know, a three second like you you shouldn't be punished for making an incredible play. Like that I think that's the, the the like vampire sucking the energy out of every time they do this. I think we should fix it. I don't know how we fix it. How do we make the refs not be so sensitive? Is that is that is that really what's going on here? Or how do we make the NBA players not feel like jerks when they do things like that? I, I there's there's a miscommunication that is happening between all this and I don't know how we fix it, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it as it bothers me way more than the green does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you, any, any thoughts I, on, on the Draymond ejection or the honest one? I, I don't, I don't think it's the, uh, you know, the, the referees being, being soft because you know, they're doing a job. They're told, Hey, when this happens, you do this. And you know, they're following guidelines, but I, I mean, I saw, I saw the honest one and I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, maybe by like the letter of the law, it's like, you, you can't, you can't instigate or whatever it is but i that didn't seem like anything i, I think if i had watched that i wouldn't even have thought like oh he, he might have uh you know that might have been a technical i, I think other times you, you see something and you say oh he kind of got away with one there but i also think the, the I character very much agree with you that you know they're not i'm sorry no, go well, ahead that, that that's that's what we're looking to see we're looking to see guys dunk on, on other players and I think as long as you're not, as long as you're not fighting, like you get to keep playing. Like you know, there obviously there is there is a, a certain line, but I, I don't think he was even close to it. I think I've talked on here before more than once about Patrick Beverly and the longer leash that he gets because of his character. I also thought this was incredibly disrespectful to Giannis's character. Like it just didn't, it doesn't fit. Like it doesn't. You don't do this. You don't add all this up and be like, oh, yeah, Giannis, technical, get out get out of here. I think with someone else, I think with Draymond, you, you're you a little bit more quick to the whistle, I, I think. And that's entirely based on character. I, I just thought it was very out of character to assume that out of Giannis and to assume that him doing that was also going to instigate anything else. Like, nobody's fighting Giannis. Like, everybody wants to fight Draymond. <laughs> so, like, why, yeah. what are we, who are we protecting here is, is really what I'm getting at. The problem is, is that Giannis is just a very scary human being, and it looked, from the ref's view and from all of our views, when he dunks on somebody, yeah, it's it's violent. It's it's aggressive. It's it's what we love about him. And it, it, to take it away or just not reward him, it just straight up punish him and punish his whole team, it just seems so, so incorrect for me. But uh, luckily we do have some good NBA games to look forward to this week. We got tournament day tomorrow. 
couple of games to look forward to. What are you looking forward to for tomorrow? Tomorrow, tournament day, I have Spurs, Thunder, uh, Wemby versus Chet. Uh, hopefully that'll be a, a matchup going on for a long time. You know, they're both technically, you know, in the same rookie, you know, they're going both going for rookie of the year. Uh, both of them playing uh, real well. Both are on, I guess, varying levels of team uh, uh, team with, with talent around them. Uh, you know, Chet, I think, has you know much, much, much better team team around him. But this could be a, you know, the first of many uh, just head to head matchups that, you know, they're they're in the same Western Conference. And it's like, oh, here, here here's where it started. And you can, you know, the, 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 this look back if one guy you know really dominates the other one almost uh, you, when Yao and Shaq. You know, first one against each other, like, ooh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, unmovable, uh, move, uh, unmovable object versus, uh, like, incredible force. Wemby versus Chet. I, I do think, yeah, as we continue throughout the season here, I go back and forth of like, oh, would I rather have Chet or I'd rather have that? They both have different strengths, diff- different weaknesses, and different abilities in affecting the game, but they do find ways to affect the game without directly having the ball or without having a play drawn up for them. I think Chet has done – I've been really impressed with both of them. I, I've been more impressed with Chet. I think he looks a little bit more developed. That year out, that's just such an advantage. Of, of it, and being injured sucks, but kind of having a year to sit back and watch and train and observe the NBA I, I think has just proven to be a, a huge thing for him. But impressive stuff all the way around for both of them. Definitely a, some talent to keep an eye on. And and really, OKC is a good team too. So, like, you're not just watching for those matchups. Wemby – the Spurs, I mean, some days it works, some days it doesn't. I, I, I do I do hope they show up for this game. Uh, well, I wrote down a couple other games. I actually didn't even have that one written down. The one that has caught my attention, and we talked last week about the James Harden trade, and this isn't even, this isn't even like I want to watch it. I just, I'm enjoying the losing streak. They have not won a game with James Harden. They are 0-4. They will be facing the Denver Nuggets in Denver tomorrow night for the tournament day, 10 p.m., and I, I, I know Denver also just recently lost, and, and Murray's out, and they, they might have a couple injuries here and there. But this just doesn't feel like this is going to be the first Clippers win. And even if it does, it's not going to fix some of the problems that I'm already seeing. Westbrook Harden not working at all. This whole offense is – they're getting blown out. Like, it's not even just that the, it's not working as a rotation or that some of the guys aren't playing well. They're getting blown out from the get-go. Their starters aren't that good, and that's the weird part where they have at full strength, full firepower – it's just not working. But I, I continue to just encourage everyone to enjoy the Clippers going 0-4 and that the system in James Harden continues to struggle. That's that's just pure joy for me at this point. And it's going to turn around. It won't last forever, but I'm going to be staying up late tomorrow night just, just watching, just waiting, so I can be like, hey, 0-5. Like, I, I can't wait for – I sent you the joke. I was like, how long before ESPN breaks into – Breaking news of like, hey, Clippers have a chance at winning. Here's the last two minutes. They're up two. <laughs> it's just, just to see if these guys are ever going to win a game ever again. Uh, but those are the games we're looking forward to Tuesday. Are there any other games you're looking forward to the rest of the week? Uh, well, this is a little later in the week, but might as well pile on because uh, I would like to just be right behind you on the victory lap that you're taking on the uh, on, on the Harden trade because you uh, did not mince words last week, and it is very much happening in your favor, exactly how you, you describe it. So I saw the Nuggets Clippers, and I said, Nuggets, you know, defending champs, we're probably going to pick them a lot. Why am I going to have them, you know, against, against the Clippers? I went a step further. I mentioned Friday's game. I believe it's Friday. Rockets yep. at Clippers, yep. which tournament I believe game. is a is a tournament game. 
The Rockets are six and three. They're on a six game winning streak right now. So they're almost uh, the opposite where the Clippers are on a five game losing streak. They both play a game in between. So something could change, but I think it'd be funny that if this thing just continues and now this Rockets team that was supposed to be tanking, uh, I don't think that they'll continue, uh, you know, have playoff team. I think they'll, they're going to sink down. They're going to be like the, uh, the jazz were last year, kind of start off hot and everyone goes, Ooh, and then, you know, just, they, they you know, they, they sink down. But now if you, if you lose to, to, to the Rockets and now that's your sixth loss with, uh, with James Harden, your seventh loss in a row, uh, Kawhi is, uh, visibly upset is the, the, the rumors, just not good things happening uh, over in Clipperland. No, and I don't want to continue to pile on. It just seems too easy because the other teams I wanted to talk about. He didn't have to come out and say, I was on a leash. I, you know, I don't play in a system. I am the system. Like, oh, man. You, like, it, it, he could have had a normal press conference, and there could have been no, no you know, words out of it. We all know who James Harden is, but he has the sound bites, and – I, I just don't know like what what do you expect when you say something like that? I expect this. I expect this to happen. This is karma to me. I, this is why I'm enjoying it. Is that I that upset me? They lost me. to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies right now have a worse record after yesterday's win against the Clippers, doubled their wins for the year than the Wizards. The Washington Wizards have a better record than the Grizzlies right now. Look, there's two sides of the coin of the Clippers struggling as well. It isn't just the Harden and the, and the losing and all that and the drama of him opening his mouth and saying things that weren't be needed and the whole offseason distraction and then the destroyed trade value. It's it's that the Philly not only got rid of him and now he's more or less seems like a cancer to the Clippers. It's that Tyrese Maxey scored 50 points yesterday and that they, they seem this was fine. happening like at the same time. This is so great. Like I, I've enjoyed this. I've become a huge Maxi fan, and I will always be a Celtics fan first. I'm not. I don't want any anyone to separate this. But I'm going to applaud good basketball when I see it. I won't be applauding for them Wednesday when Boston is at Philly. But I'm very impressed. I couldn't be happier. I, I, I couldn't believe that he had so many successful games in a row. This team looks great. They beat the they beat the Celtics last week. That was a big win for them. And then the sad Kelly Oubre news comes out like the same day and it's oof yeah it's like are you are you kidding me like is this team just cursed I was like I, this team has gone through I mean Embiid specifically from the whole process I, I mean we don't need to sympathize every single thing but you know from Markel Fultz to Ben Simmons to Jimmy Butler leaving to this whole James Harden situation to now finally the have Maxi Twitter accounts dude it, it's there's a long list of, of drama that just surrounds this team none of which I think is directly Joel Embiid's fault but Ubre was having a really 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 good season and he was a really good piece and a good fit on that team I hope he's healthy I hope he gets back if you hadn't heard before the game uh just last night before Maxi's 50 point game uh Kelly Ubre was hit by uh, he, he was hit by a car like a, he was a pedestrian on the side of the road that was hit by a car I, I don't really have much more details than that other than there there was some damage uh I think to the ribs I don't know exactly the the extent of it I don't know how long he'll be out it was reported somewhat optimistically that he these are recoverable and that he is okay but he is going to be out for for some time and the, the just the the high and low of this team though it's just like oh my god what are these guys going to go through uh so I I wish him nothing but uh, a healthy comeback, and I hope he comes back. The other Philly game I wrote down is tomorrow night. It's the Pacers at Philly. 
the Pacers just put up points. And if Maxie's going to be scoring 50 points like he did last night, I just think just keep an eye out on that for tomorrow night. This this game can end up being like 150, 145 range, and a bunch of points could just happen. That's what Indiana does. Second time Rick Carlisle's had a team that's led the league in points again with Dallas a couple of years ago and the Pacers this year. And any any entertaining thoughts you got about Indiana? I feel like we don't really talk about them a whole lot. Uh, I, I like Halliburton, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, put, putting up a lot of points, a lot of points. All right, last game. Any other games you want to get to? I got a couple others. Uh, Wednesday, the uh, the the Celtics at the Sixers again. They ruined our perfect season last uh, last week. So hoping we can kind of get our act together and uh, repay them the uh, the favor. Uh, we kind of really talked about the uh, you know the Harden thing and all of that, but they lost their first game and are now on an eight-game win streak. So just everything is uh, is headed in the right direction for, for Philly right now. All right, Besides, la- you know, the, the injuries, the, the, the record, I mean. All right, last game I brought up, uh, it's Saturday. It'll be the Mavericks at Milwaukee. I, I just, dude, I didn't like this team. I still don't like this team. I can't explain to you how much workload is on the shoulders of Luke and Kyrie on this team for them to be successful, but they're doing it. Like like Kyrie looks great. Luca looks great. I think this is the best I've seen Kyrie in years. I'm waiting for the, the butt to come of blah, blah, blah happened is something, something happened. But for the moment being, I, I can't say anything other than I really enjoy watching Kyrie just cook people, man. And Luca too. Like they just have these incredible plays. They're crossing people over, finishing with both hands, getting in the lane, doing all sorts of thing, and and also quietly, I I haven't heard anything from Kyrie. So this is it's just a team to keep an eye out for because I I don't know if this is going to work very much longer. But when it does work, it's it's fun to watch. And this isn't always my favorite team to watch. Last year, this was one of the least fun teams to watch. With no passing, Luca doesn't do it all. It still isn't exactly as uh, team chemistry as high as it could be. But there's just a lot of high basketball IQ between those two, and they're putting up points. Hopefully everyone plays for for Milwaukee. I know Dame missed some time this week. I imagine he'll be back. I, they they got to get that that show on the road as well over there in Milwaukee. I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet. This whole limited minutes thing with Middleton is weird. Where it's like, oh yeah, but he played. You know, he didn't play the whole game. It's like, well, if he only plays 20 minutes in the first half, and you're still down 20 in the first half, is that really limited minutes or like what is he, he's going <laughs> to play more next week? Like that that doesn't. You're still down 20 at half, and he did play. It was like he was absent. So I don't know how long they're going to play that excuse, but they, I would keep an eye out for that. I think you'll see a good game Saturday with uh, the Mavericks at Milwaukee. Uh, any other NBA news you want to get to? Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Dallas and yeah, kind of, kind of under the radar right now, but tied for uh, the, the top spot in the, in the West, uh, a little, little, little homer issue, but uh, I'm really impressed with, uh, with Derek Lively. I was not expecting him to to start. He was the twelfth pick. He, he came from came from Duke, so I watched every game that he played last year. Actually, I, I even saw him play when we went to. Uh, I'm not sure if you were there or not when uh, he played uh, in in high school when he came up to Springfield because uh, I knew he he was coming to Duke. And he's just unlike Paulo. Paulo is obviously not like like Wemby of like that level, but just he is he he has guard skills. He's a big man, but he has the guard skills. He can shoot. Lively was not that. He was much more of a of a Rob Williams of a rim protector and uh, you know last up on defense. But you're throwing lobs to him, and he is not. I think he might have taken you know maybe maybe a few threes you know early in the season, but that was not 
that that was not his, his his game at all. So I just didn't think that would really translate to the NBA where, you know, you need really, you have to be like Time Lord, where you have to be so good that you can be hidden on offense where you know, you, everyone knows you're, you're not going to shoot a three. So I've just, I've just been really impressed with how he's uh, been able to help that team out where it's not a rookie coming in on a terrible team. So it's just, you know, you're going to keep getting the minutes. You know, we don't care if, if he wasn't producing, you know, they don't have a ton of options, but I think they'd be figuring something else out. I, I like it. I like what he's doing. He's absolutely a part to the reason they're winning over there. He's not even my favorite Duke center of the week though. Dude, Mark Williams, 24 and 21. I think of those 21, like 17 were offensive rebounds. I don't know if there's a lot of missed layups or what, but that is, those are numbers. <laughs> 24 and 21. It's a shame that team doesn't win as That's, much. But uh, 20 and 20 is a lot. Shout out to the Duke centers. There's plenty of them. Uh, I just want to give a quick update on the beer mile. It sounds like we, we have a couple maps measured out already. I got the, the meter wheel out there, wheeled it around. Got a couple different options depending on the weather. It sounds like it will be outdoors. There is a chance that I don't know what will happen. If the weather is just too, too cold or something just unforeseeable happens, I, I suppose there's a theory that we could do it on a treadmill, which does not sound any easier. We're going to try to avoid doing that, but it's scheduled. I imagine it'll be up and posted, I assume, by December 1st, roughly, something like that. Maybe Zach's birthday. Maybe we'll just give it to him then. Uh, oh, that'd be nice. Any any other updates you want to give the people out there? I bought my mini. Uh, it's not a season pass exactly, but my little my little mini pass for uh, Jiminy. So you know, beer mile, <laughs> and then right behind that, I saw yesterday that they uh, have. I think tonight is the first night or the second night of making snow at uh, at Jiminy. So the, uh, the the second penalty is not far behind. Just as a reminder. All right. Lastly, we got like less than thirty seconds here. There's no way. To, there's no fair way of doing this. Is there any wager you want to make over this Duke-Michigan State game that's way too early in the season? I figure I'll give you the first year off. The give first, me the first year off. First year off. We can, we, can, we, can, we, can get, we can get into it. You know, once once you've like, I don't know. You feel like you're, you lost the first game. You know, I, I don't want to scare you away. Once you have a good time, you know, enjoy enjoy your team, and you know, we'll we, we, we can follow up in the future. That we always play each other in the tournament, and that'll the, the stakes will be much higher then. All right, that's fine. That sounds like scared money, but I'm not exactly playing with confidence here either. So, like, that's that's fine with me. Not not much of an objection there. All right, I just want to tell everyone thanks, as always, for listening, and make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Little Column A, Little Column B, and you can follow Zach on his X account, which is... Wicked Z-Man 24. We'll be back next week with a whole bunch of basketball, a whole bunch of football, and no Patriot news. That's going to be the best part. I'm going to enjoy that next week. I am going to sleep well this Sunday knowing I didn't have to worry about that. But until then, we'll be back. Column A, little column B.